Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Midgard Musings here on the podcast platform, whatever platform you guys are listening to this on, whether it be Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, any of the other number of um, podcast distribution platforms. Thank you so much for listening and supporting Midgard Musings here um, in this way. I really appreciate it. As you know, uh, my name is Jesse, and I do these weekly podcasts just to kind of increase the uh, exposure uh, for Midgard Musings uh, with what I do over on the Facebook page and YouTube channels. Uh, so check out Midgard Musings on Facebook, which is, of course, facebook.com slash Midgard Musings. Um, I do weekly live streams on the page there on Sunday nights at 7 p.m. Central Time. So wherever you are in the world, just adjust your um, you know, time zone accordingly and come join me on the live streams every Sunday night there. Uh, and then of course on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Midgard Musings, um, you can subscribe. Okay. If Norse heathenry and uh, that type of stuff is your thing, uh, definitely subscribe to the channel uh, when you get there and you do subscribe. If you don't want to miss any content that I upload, including uh, periodic live streams throughout the week, on the YouTube channel, make sure you click the bell notifications and then it'll notify you whenever I uh, upload new content. So thank you for your support here on the platform. Um, if you like the podcasts um, on the various platforms, I'm not sure how it all works, but I know at least on like Spotify, you can um, kind of heart react or, or favorite the podcast or favorite the episode. Definitely engage on your podcast streaming platforms if you like this content make sure that it's stuff that you are actively showing the platform that you like because i'm sure that they all have their own algorithms that they use to um, kind of get the stuff out there so the more you engage with the podcasts i'm sure the more um, they'll get sent out there and people will see that i'm on here and listen and hopefully that'll uh, help us all out we're learning together and um I appreciate you guys' participation. And as, of course, like I like to say in every episode, what you hear on this platform from me is just that. It's from me, and I don't make any claims of being a leading authority um, on heathenry or Germanic paganism or anything else for that matter. Uh, so definitely take what I say and, and hear what I say um, as sort of as, as just that, okay? Um there's going to be a bit of UPG that I add into this stuff, uh, which I did a podcast on that a number of weeks ago and also did a video on the YouTube channel. So um, check all that out if you have any questions about that. But today's discussion is uh, going to be on oaths um, or oathing, um, kind of like the uh, oath swearing. Okay, uh, I'm going to be talking a little bit about things like arm rings just because that seems to be a popular um subject the, the 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 concept of wearing an oath ring uh people are asking about those things nowadays people are getting them um and it's becoming a part of the culture within heathenry uh, even though it's been a part of heathen culture at least from a um an older heathen worldview um it's been a part of it for for centuries okay so before we get uh, too deep into the discussion, I just want to let you know about all that housekeeping type stuff um, and what today's subject is. So we're going to take a real quick break to uh, hear some words from some um, 
uh, from me about some heathen businesses I want you guys to check out. And then I will be back to get into the discussion. So uh, get yourself comfortable, guys. Pick up a cup of coffee, pour yourself a horn of mead, a glass of whiskey or a wine or anything else that you like. Juice. I don't care. Just get yourself comfortable and we will get into the discussion here after a few words from our sponsors. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you in a few. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, folks. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I've got something really neat I want to share with you guys. Um, if you are looking to engage with someone uh, who is into holistic crystal energy healing, um, they are an herbalist, aromatherapist, tarot reader, Reiki master, magical worker, things like that. I want you guys to check out uh, Stephanie over at Mystic Moon Tree based out of Georgetown, California. All right, you can check her website out, www.mysticmoontree.com. Uh, she is available for in-person and online video chat sessions by appointment only. All right, in addition to the holistic crystal energy workings and things like that, she sells uh, metaphysical and magical supplies, herbal remedies, teas, lotions, soaps, candles, uh, different spells, potions, whole herbs. Um, she also offers the actual spiritual healing sessions, readings, magic lessons. Um, if you are in her area and she can uh, work it out to come to you, she'll do home cleansing and protection, amongst other things. All of her information is on the website. Check out mysticmoontree.com. Get in touch with Stephanie over there and see how she can help you in areas such as this. So thank you guys for listening. Let's get back to the podcast. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the podcast thus far. Real quick, I just wanted to call your attention to a really cool leatherworking company that I've come across in my perusings and travelings on the internet. I'm talking about R&R Leatherworks, and that's R ampersand R Leatherworks. Okay, this this company is um, uh, a they make hand tooled, stamped, and laser engraved personal items. Uh, these items include things such as wristbands, belt pouches, arm guards, uh, neck pendants, uh, key fobs, hair keeps, and other items. Uh, their aesthetic includes things of a Celtic, <clears throat> Nordic, uh, even African-American, Aztec, Native American, etc. Uh, symbols. Um, and they have a really nice array of products. I encourage you guys to go check them out on Facebook. Um, just if you go into the Facebook search, type in R and then add the ampersand symbol R Leatherworks. I think there's a space in between the two R's. So you want to do R space ampersand space R Leatherworks. Uh, put that in the Facebook search. They don't have a face uh, website to check out, but you definitely check them out on Facebook. Um, you can also uh, reach them through their email address, which is R Varga8, that's R V A R G A, the number 8, 
at gmail.com. Uh, you can also reach out to them through uh, phone contacts, which their number is 307-631-6230. Okay, they are based out of the United States, so most of their shipping and business consists of servicing folks within the United States domestic areas. However, I do know that they will consider providing products internationally. There's just some extra shipping in, in, you know, incurred um, on their products for the international shipment. So reach out to them on Facebook. Uh, email them at rvarga8 at gmail.com and give them a call at 307-631-6230 for any of your leather working needs. Thanks, guys. Let's get back to the podcast. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Thanks for taking the time to uh, listen to those advertisements there. I hope you guys will check everything out that I mentioned for you and support um, those various individuals and businesses as you see fit. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, get into this discussion uh, or subject rather of uh, oathing or oath swearing. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit first about arm rings um, because, uh, I think because of the Hollywoodized sort of, uh, cinematic realm, uh, that has popularized at least what some folks look at as what heathenry is or paganism or something is you got TV shows like Vikings, right? Um, and, and even on Netflix, you've got, uh, the last kingdom, which I really like, actually, um, I've kind of fallen off the, the interest with when it comes to Vikings, it just is, it seems to have just gone. I, I don't know. I did a different discussion, if at all. But uh, I like the the, uh, the Lost Kingdom. Um, but anyways, um, especially because Vikings has, has become such a very popular thing over the years, um, you see a lot of folks nowadays um, into in the uh, kind of heathen communities or also Troar type folks, the people in the uh, following Ostatru. Is uh is is buying these arm rings, right? Um, I guess the show has kind of popularized or increased the popularity of the arm ring bracelets um, because I think it's like in the first episode or two of Vikings on on the History Channel. Um, there's a, a scene or or, or a, kind of like a coming of age ceremony that shows. Um, how young males would be given arm rings in exchange or in return for swearing an oath of loyalty uh, to their chieftain, you know, the ruler of the tribe at that time. Um, and the TV show, you know, shows them as being these like bracelets type of deals, things that you wear around your wrist, or whatever. And then, you know, so how true is that? And how accurate is that? Um, there's rings for the arms and, and, and fingers even that have been found in areas of uh, Scandinavian and Germanic you know realms of, of, of occupation if you will um, and all tribes that venerated uh, the Aesir the, the, the Norse Germanic gods have words for arm ring okay um for the old Anglo-Saxon types, uh, they would have words like bag for arm ring, okay, or uh, bagony. 
meaning an arm ring friend or bagaba uh and if i'm mispronouncing the the uh the saxon words for that you'll have to excuse me because i'm not that familiar and uh fluent by any means in uh, old english so these words um can actually be found uh or having uh, inspiration in uh modern authors like uh Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien in the Lord of the Rings, he has, you know, the Baggins, Bag End, um, comes from these old uh, Saxon or English words for arm rings. Um, But anyways, um, you've got sources for old Saxon heathenry, as well as the the lore uh, for old Norse uh, or Norse Germanic paganisms, uh, or paganism, I should say. Uh, These these sources match... uh, in that uh, the Drytons or were the old Saxon words for chieftains, they gave arm rings to their uh, thanes or warriors for performing performing well in battle, as well as for their loyalty. Um, the, the word thane is is is, a, is definitely a, an old English or Saxon uh, thing to to use. Um, Old Norse has different words. We're going to talk about that since you know I follow a more Norse Germanic model of heathenry, um, and that's going to come from the Prose Edda, uh, Snorri Sturluson's Prose Edda, and it's in the poem Skalskarpamol, um, where it says that kings and jarls have in their men called uh, Hirdmen and Huskalar. Uh, but Lindirmen also have men in their services who in Denmark and Sweden are known as Hirdmen, uh, but in Norway, Huskalar, and yet they take oaths just as Hirdmen do to the kings. Uh, that's again from Skaldskarpamol, uh, stanza 53 in the Prose Edda. Okay. Now the concept of these Germanic warriors taking oaths uh, swearing loaths, oaths of loyalty to jarls, chieftains, what have you. Um, it, it appears to have been true uh, even prior to what we hear about in Skalskarpamol and um, some of the other sources because Tacitus, um, in his late first century work, Germania, uh, reports that, quote, when they go into battle, it is a disgrace for the chief to be surpassed in valor, a disgrace for his followers not to equal the valor of the chief. And it is an infamy and a reproach for one to have survived the chief and returned from the field. To defend, to protect him, to ascribe one's own brave deeds to his renown is the height of loyalty. The chief fights for victory, his vassals fight for their chief so there's definitely this ancient approach or or, or, um, examples of folks that were in service to a lord and to to a chieftain or to the dryden to whatever the jarl whatever the terminology may be based on the culture there's definitely this mirroring and and, um, repeating theme of Swearing your loyalty, swearing your fealty, uh, oathing—that um, that that's going on, right? The first bond 
that we see is that of the oath between the king and his warriors. Okay. Um, all oaths are important in a heroic society, but most important and most binding is that that oath of loyalty to one's king or lord or jarl or chieftain or whatever. Okay, it takes precedence over any other oath. Um, and then you may also have a second component in that there is an oath sworn by the king or the chieftain to his new warrior. Um, you know, to the to the folks that are now in service to him, there's this kind of um, reciprocal uh, oathing. You know, I swear to be loyal to you as as your thane or as your warrior and as your you know, as your servant, so to speak. And then the, the king uh, or, or ruler swears um, an oath back to them. Okay. Uh, so let's go ahead and take another quick break um, and hear a couple words from some more heathen businesses for you guys to check out and then we will continue on with the discussion thanks for listening thus far we'll talk to you guys soon hey guys real quick i just wanted to uh, call some attention to a great youtube channel that i think you all should check out uh he's a friend of mine a fellow heathen He's the Godi of the Hridgar folk out there in East Texas, United States. And his name is Eric Wordweaver Shervin. Uh, and his YouTube channel is called The Raven's Call. Um, if you go to YouTube and just search The Raven's Call and the YouTube search, you'll find his channel. He does weekly videos, usually uploads, I believe, on Wednesday, really early Wednesday morning, uh, Central Time. I think his videos typically go up like 4 a.m. Central Time. So they're up really early in the day, in the middle of the week. Great content. Um, really neat approach to, to heathenry. He's got a, a great, um, I think, a great view um, for not just you know heathens coming into this path new, um, but also folks that have kind of been treading this path for a while and are maybe uh, learning things as they go. And, and Eric's a great source to learn things from. I know I've learned a lot. So I definitely encourage everybody that's listening here on the podcast to take a moment and go check out Eric's channel. Again, that's The Raven's Call. Uh, he also does some neat uh, media reviews on that channel, um, uploaded on a different schedule. I think he calls that the uh, Raving Ravens Reviews. Uh, it's pretty fun stuff. He does like uh, reviews on video games, movies, uh, comics, uh, basically, I think, video, uh, uh, any kind of media, really. Um, so that he just started that. But anyways, really great channel, really awesome guy. Um, I've had uh, the pleasure of collaborating with him a bit. So please go ahead and check out Eric's channel. Appreciate your guys' support. Let's get back to the podcast. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast thus far. I just wanted to draw your attention to a really cool website that uh, I've come across and uh, follow on Facebook and really cool stuff for your altar needs, anything that you need to decorate your altar with, specifically uh, wood carvings of uh, gods and goddesses. Um, and I'm talking about Odin's Beard Woodworking, okay? If you go to www.odinsbeardwoodworking.com, check out all the really cool altar pieces that they have. Not only do they have larger altar pieces 
that you can keep on your altar at home, but uh, they also offer really convenient, cool pocket altars, things that you can take with you as and when you travel. All right. Uh, you can find them on Facebook, Odin's Beard Woodworking, uh, and go to wood, odinsbeardwoodworking.com. Uh, really great stuff. They're doing wonderful things, um, serving the uh, heathen community, providing really awesome work. I myself have a Thor uh, altar piece. It's a Thor pocket altar, um, and he sits on my altar at all times. But he also goes with me when and as I travel uh, great distances. So definitely check them out. Um, on Facebook, Odin's Beard Woodworking, and go to their website, www.odinsbeardwoodworking.com, and get you something to help accentuate your altar today. Thanks, guys. Hey everyone, welcome back. Thanks again so much for your uh, listenership and constant support. Listening to the the promos that we just listened to. Check everybody out here that I'm uh, directing you guys to. I think it'll be definitely uh, worth your time, worth your while. Um, So let's continue on talking a little bit more of the historical parts of arm rings and then we're going to get into the whole oathing stuff. We've already talked a bit, you know, about how um, we see examples of oaths being sworn between thanes or warriors and their kings and vice versa. Um, so <clears throat> we're going to uh, go into a little bit, some 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 more historical stuff. Um, Germanic heathens um, would, would quite often use, and we're talking, you know, um, the ancient Germanic, uh, heathen folks we're talking about like stuff that uh, they would they would use uh, quite often they would use um, swords uh, or sword hilt to swear oaths on um, we see this custom attested to in again some other um, historical texts um, many early Germanic pagans uh, or excuse me many early Germanic swords rather um, are known to have had like special rings set into their pommels. And it's believed that these rings were used as oath rings. Um, kind of similar to the, the, the arm ring that we were talking about earlier. That's either made of silver or gold. And, um, anyway, these oath rings were used to swear oaths on or upon by having the, the oath giver, the one swearing the oath to place his, hand on the ring while swearing um, so again we, we, we see examples of an object being used uh, of a ring size or, or ring shape um, to kind of solidify and make the oath like it's like a physical representation of the oath being sworn we're hearing the words being spoken and now here on this object is where the oath is laid to kind of be upheld right now in sumble which is something else that we'll probably be getting to talk about um, on a later episode here on on, uh, Midgard Musings we'll be talking about what sumble is Um, but the most attested uh ritual in in old germanic pagan or heathen sources 
shows a lot of gift giving you know um Drytons or Jarls and Kings would dispense the to their you know loyal uh warriors or, and whatnot they would they would dispense these rings or, or what we called bags earlier um like from the old saxon type stuff uh, and other precious gifts that were won in battle so during sumble the the gifts would be exchanged um we see a similar fashion being expressed today in modern heathenry modern also true uh, we see like the passing of a horn um, going from one person at a time um, and then a total of three times so there would be like three rounds um, and so during that um, example of or, or, or somewhat of an it's maybe not historical representation but it's a sort of a representation of Sumble um, we see that uh, you know people would be swearing oaths during Sumble um, everyone having the cup to to lift or the horn to lift and people singing songs or poetry and giving gifts and that sort of thing um, but again that that's going into the whole Sumble thing which will go into further detail in a later episode but that's kind of what we're going in now we also see arm rings being used um, at Thing, okay, which is a larger gathering or assembly of all the uh, the tribes. Um, an old, uh, it, it's kind of like what we get from today, from like court. You know, like everybody comes, everybody hears the the issue or, or what's going on, and it's just like a legal assembly or a lawful assembly um, where law was exacted okay um now in old icelandic um the uh, uh ufuts law it states that a ring or t- of two ounces or more which would be the the stalachringer would lie on the altar of every main temple and every man who needed to perform legal acts before the court must first swear an oath on this ring and mentioned and mentioned two or more witnesses um uh, being such of like I name witnesses uh, that I swear the oath on the ring, a lawful oath. So help me, Freyr and Njord, or No Almighty Osir, something along those lines. So it's again like we we see this being almost revisited or relived in the modern uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The modern gesture um, in court where you are given a Bible to swear. Uh, on that you speak the truth the whole truth nothing but the truth so on and so forth so again there's it's an ancient practice that we see being done um we see arm rings also used in heathen marriages uh which is a very very solemn uh oathing process um for the it's like historically heathen marriage we're not talking about like hand fasting since that's more of a Celtic ritual um, and it is a great one uh, but it's not Germanic um, historically speaking but um, in historical heathen ma- marriages um, there would be like an exchanging of swords and then the bride and the groom exchange arm rings the bride's ring was usually offered to her on the hilt 
of the groom's new sword, family sword uh, that was exchanged, um, and then his tender to him in the same fashion. Okay, so this kind of uh, juxtaposition of swords and rings um, further emphasizes the sacredness of the construct or compact between a man and his wife and the binding nature of the oath which they take together okay um it's like the sword's not a threat to the woman only but it, to either should the oath be broken there's this sort of uh, uh essence of obligation um and and it's a binding thing which as with any oath um so and then with the rings on their arms uh and hands they joined on the sword hilt and then they would speak their vows what their promises were to one another what their um oaths were to one another um now of course one of probably one of the biggest most important parts in norse lore where we're talking about arm rings or any sort of ring is the legendary ring that odin owns uh called draupnir and and Dropnir literally means dripper because every ninth night, eight new rings would form from Dropnir. It was a, a gift made by the dwarves to Odin. Um, and then the, the rings that would form from Dropnir are all the same size, so it's constantly uh, making new ones that look like the original. Now, um, in Gilfaginning, which is a poem um, talking about uh, when I believe it was Balder uh, dies and, and um, Odin lay Draupnir on the pyre, on Balder's pyre, um, because every, again, every ninth night it fell from that ring eight new gold rings of equal weight. All right, so there's in our lore in in the, the Norse heathenry in the in the the lore that we had that we glean from quite often is uh, an example of a of a ring that the Allfather possesses and owns. Um, so then we got you know we kind of wonder well, well where were where were the rings worn were they on the wrist like we see so popularly re. Uh, revisited nowadays or were they worn maybe up higher on the arm somewhere above the elbow um, I think from a historical aspect and or you know from the pieces of jewelry that have been found in archaeology it, it, it's probably more safe to assume that they were worn around the wrist just because of the size that we're finding or that have been found um, they would only be fitting around the wrist um and, and most likely, I would think, you'd probably be worn on whatever your sh sword hand would be because of the cumbersomeness or, or the, the way they would get in the way of your shield hand. Like if you put your hand on the shield, um, like if you were you know, placing it, it, it the, the ring gets in the way. All right. Um, so again, there could be both examples. There could be arm rings of, uh, that existed um, that could fit above the elbow, kind of a thicker, wider, uh, more, you know, larger in circumference. Um, 
probably most likely ones that were worn around the wrist but again it could be both um so now that we've hit over the i think we did a pretty good covering on the historical elements of arm rings and how they were used to bind oaths we're going to take another quick break and come back to talk about oathing and why it's so important in heathenry today um so be right back we'll talk to you guys soon Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the podcast thus far. Real quick, I wanted to call your attention to a uh, technical IT service company based out of Long Island, New York area. Okay, this is the Brisingamen Technical Solutions. Brisingamen Technical Solutions provides expert computer installation and repair, performance tuning, network design, security hardening, uh, disaster recovery planning, website designs, point of sale systems. Uh, Linux slash Unix system administration, uh, lots of bunch, you know, lots of different stuff for your IT uh, consulting needs. They're located in uh, in Long Island, New York, and they offer IT consulting in that in the New York City areas. Okay, highly experienced for home end businesses. They are a female veteran owned and operated company. You can find them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Brisingamen Technical Solutions. And for all you non-heathen folks, or if you're not sure how to spell Brisingamen, that's B-R-I-S-I-N-G-A-M-E-N. Okay. Uh, you can also find them at their website, which is uh, www.brisingamen-consulting.com. And you can email them at fixmypc at brisingamen-consulting.com. Thanks, guys, for listening. Let's get back to the podcast. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast thus far. Real quick, I just want to call your attention to a really neat little blacksmith shop that I've uh, come across on Facebook. Uh, don't have any information far as a website yet because they are still kind of small, but I want to call your attention because I love blacksmithing work and I know a lot of my listeners out here will get into that type of stuff. So um, they're called Old Ways Forge. Uh, they do custom knife orders um, and it's by order only. Um, they you know, make and forge uh, Damascus steel Mjolnir pendants, uh, other pendants and jewelries by request. Uh, check them out on Facebook. They got a lot of neat stuff up on their Facebook page. Uh, and that is going to be facebook.com slash oldwaysforge. O-L-D-W-A-Y-S-F-O-R-G-E. Really simple, easy to find. You can email them uh, for more information or for quotes at uh, oldwaysforge at gmail.com check them out let us know what you think thanks guys so much for listening let's get back to the podcast hey welcome back everybody thanks for listening to all those promos and for listening to this podcast um so we've talked quite a a great bit about um the historical parts or elements of the oath ring um, or the arm ring and and you know 
where we see some of the historical parts of oath swearing and that it's definitely been um, something that we see done to solidify uh, relationships um, and bind individuals to one another for various reasons. We've seen the examples given about kings and their warriors uh, oathing uh, fealty, uh, the, the, you know, the warriors swearing their fealty or loyalty to the king and the king's uh, obligation to their to their subjects and stuff. That exchange, we see the examples of vows or oaths being sworn between uh, couples and relationships of marriage, um, tying the, the, the weird, if you will, of two separate families or two individuals to one another and binding that uh, relationship in the form of an oath. Um, so today, and in, 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 in as heathens today, we understand that swearing of oaths is a very um, uh, sacred process. It's a very uh, important process. It is There's gravity to the swearing of oaths, and it's not something that one should take lightly um, because the oath breakers um, – was and is something that is absolutely treacherous and is absolutely something horrible and can bring you know vengeance and and the form of a curse and stuff to be uh, brought on someone um because that oath is sacred the the when when you when you enter into the oath web uh with a person or persons um that is binding that is sacred and and to break that that oath or to break that web is detrimental to your luck and and detrimental to the luck of the people who you are tying that connection with so um this is kind of going into now with a why we do what we do with, with when it comes to oathing um and it is exactly that it is to solidify and to bind yourself with something or someone else um you know, calling on the gods, uh, for instance, we, we see a lot of uh, examples of new heathens coming into this, wanting to swear their loyalty to the gods or doing something to swear loyalty. That is something that should be taken very solemnly and, and, and very um, seriously. You don't enter into the oath web with the gods um, lightly at all. Um, you shouldn't do it anyway with your, uh, you know, with your community, with uh, your tribe, your kindreds. Um, this is shouldn't, this shouldn't be something that you enter in lightly with anyone, uh, but especially when you call upon the gods, when you when you try to engage with the sacred. Um, keep your oaths. Don't break your oaths in any circumstance, um, as much as you possibly can, because you, and and that's where we get into. You know, you don't want to oath or swear. Um, to do something or anything that you physically cannot be uh, held accountable for, okay? Because what happens is uh, you're, you're you're creating an expectation that is that is too great to deliver on, right? Like so, you wouldn't enter into a a, a binding oath to you know, let's say, uh, just do something that is so incredibly out of the realm of possibility you know um 
to lose you know if you're if you're overweight or something you want to lose 100 pounds in a month like you can't you shouldn't be oathing to or swear to lose that much weight in such a short period of time because that is outrageous and it's un the expectation is not there like nobody would ever be expected to lose that much weight in such a short period of time uh healthily you want to realize that the oaths that you're taking and the things that you're uh, swearing to do should be realistic you know so uh to say i want to lose you know five pounds uh or i'm swearing to lose five pounds in a month or something that's definitely reasonable and if you lose more if you you know get you know accomplish more then it looks better on you because you've at least met your obligation in the form of that oath that you've sworn to to uh to not fall short okay um you know so so keep in keep in mind that the oath process uh has to have a particular there's a particular reason why um there's why would you want to swear an oath to do this it's it's something that important because now you're not just obligating yourself to do something you are now again entering into an oath web with someone or something else that they are up they are up obliged and obligated now to uphold you to that oath so they are tying you are tying weird with that person and they are now responsible to make sure that you are keeping up your end of the deal all right so you are not only obligated to keep your oath the person in, with whom you are uh, engaging in that with is now ob obligated to make sure that you stand up to that end of the bargain um so it is a very solemn and uh important thing uh for all parties and it can strengthen the weird and the luck uh that you're trying to build for yourself and for the tribe um that you're tied to that you know that that luck will will stay with you and with them and and will continue on breaking that vow breaking that oath will damage your luck and damage the luck of the tribe as a whole um so please understand guys as you as you are maybe growing in your heathenry and stuff do not enter into obligations through oathing that uh with, with any sort of um nonchalant attitude it is a very solid thing and it is a very solemn thing um and i would also suggest that unless you know someone well enough if you that, that you know um anyone that wants to engage in any sort of oathing um that you are fully aware of this person and that you're able to um sort of monitor what this person says or does to uphold that oath and if you aren't able to do that do not engage in that step away from the the swearing of that oath don't you know don't don't tie your weird to that don't don't allow that connection to happen um because like, again if if things go wrong and this person is unable to keep up their end of the deal or unable to hold their oath you're you're tied to that and you you you're going to feel some of that you know recoil or that repercussion of him or her not keeping up their end of the bargain and not holding their oath right so it is definitely something that i would suggest that if you're going to partake and if you're going to engage in an oathing that you um uh, first of all if you're the one doing it know what you're getting yourself into be prepared to do the deed work the work so to speak uh 
to keep up your bar end of the bargain and uh let everybody else know too that there's that this is something that is now tied to each and every one and that that person has the option to if they are uncomfortable with that in any reason for any reason or they don't know you that they can then step away uh some of the more seasoned heathens already get this um but i i see you know a lot of new folks coming into this that are thinking well yeah i'm going to swear my my loyalty to the gods and it's like oh, you better okay all right if you do that and if you have any if you perform a gesture of, of such um and others as witnesses are now tied to you to, to uphold that so watch what you say watch what you do and uh, be careful with it all um so that ties up today's podcast guys i know it's been a bit of a long one but i hope that it fills up some gaps of maybe not knowing uh, exactly what you're getting into or maybe you know you you had some ideas of yourself which is fine uh again so, sort of what i'm getting into now is is my view on the on on things it's it's not any historical backing per se or there may be some historical stuff that i'm gleaning from but it's definitely my own insight so if you have insight of, on your own uh of swearing oaths and the importance of it and what it means to you definitely feel free to uh contact me either on facebook um the the midgard musings facebook page or drop a comment um in the youtube videos um even though it may not be subject related um if you want to reach out to me separately from any of those platforms you can always email me uh, midgard musings tn at gmail.com um it may take me a little while to get back to you because i do have a busy life and if i don't respond right away please don't feel like that's a slight to you in any way um it's just that i'm uh maybe thinking of a response of a reply or or a response or i just may be busy and i need to take some time to get back to you so i definitely try to respond as soon as i can but please realize that if it's not right away i am not ignoring you um and i will get back to you soon So thank you all so much for listening to the podcast today. Be sure to check out all the ways that you can support Midgard Musings. If you go to the YouTube channel in the description of every video, there are links and ways uh, of how you can support Midgard Musings. I do have merchandise for sale on Teespring and Redbubble. You can become a patron on Patreon where you get a few little neat uh, perks as such depending on the tier uh, level of patron that you join as. Um, there's a PayPal donation link. There's a buy me a coffee option. There's all kinds of ways. Go to YouTube, search for Midgard Musings, become a subscriber, click the bell for notifications so you're never uh, out of the loop of when I upload new content. And thank you for listening to the podcast. If you're on whatever platform you're listening to this, I'll be sure to favorite this podcast, uh, share it around, let all your heathen friends know. I look forward to talking with you guys soon in the next podcast. Hail to you all. May your ancestors smile on you and may the gods continue to walk with you.